0: The global tech community seems to be breaking just about everything at the moment. A group on Reddit broke Wall Street, testers all of a sudden buying crypto, and now all your cool friends are on this app called Clubhouse. An audio-only iPhone app that you need an invite to join? Is Clubhouse virtual elitism at its finest? So I'm going to take you step by step through that incredible journey from the beginning to where we are today, as well as what I think is going to happen to Clubhouse in the future. me. Welcome back to another episode. I just want to remind you before we get into it that this episode, like all our episodes, is also a YouTube video. So if you want to search lunacorn on YouTube, uh, you can find our video there as well as all the other articles on this podcast and as well as you can read them. So we also transcribe all the articles um, so that you can decide whether you want to read, watch, or listen to every lunacorn article. How cool is that? Multimedia, omni-channel, hashtag buzzword, hashtag buzzword. <laughs> all right, let's get on with it. Um, so first the clubhouse uh what is it right well to use an analogy twitter gave us words instagram gives us pictures and facebook gives us faces and advertising a two-faced i mean two-sided platform (laughs) and clubhouse you guessed it gives us voice it's an app that lets you listen to other people's conversations but not in a phone-tappy way uh to use the words of the ceo it's a new type of social network based on voice where people from around the world can talk listen and learn from other people in real time so it's quite a cool kind of new feature that you know is kind of tied into other existing social media platforms but this one obviously is just doubled down on one thing being voice uh, and you know it's a place where anyone with something to say can basically host topic specific conversations or podcast style panel conversations in these rooms they're called which are sort of like virtual stages that any user can join and listen into. And the best part is you can leave at any time without disturbing what's happening in there. You know, because as a default, every individual is always muted on on the platform. But if the user wants to interact with the host and their guests, uh, they can just press this little hand button in the bottom right. Forgive me if you know this already, but if you haven't used it yet, it's this little, you know, funny little hand button, like a wave button. Uh, You can raise your hand like you did back in class uh, and the host then can let you in by activating your audio and then you can interact with the conversation that's happening there. So this is what we know so far about where the company's actually from. Uh, And then in a minute, I'm gonna give you my kind of honest opinion of where I think it's going. So uh, Clubhouse was founded in January, 2020 by two Silicon Valley veterans, ex-Googler Rohan Seth and social media entrepreneur, Paul Davison. They launched the app in March, 2020 to a small test group of selected tech royalty and celebrities like Elon Musk, Oprah, Drake, you know the usual crowd (laughs) that we're all friends with, uh, called a beta group, which again is an industry buzzword to say it's an early test group basically. By May, they then raised $10 million, uh, for like first proper round of external funding from Andreas and Horowitz, which are also the backers and Facebook and a bunch of other companies, at $100 million valuation. So the company was worth, only in the first few months, $100 million, which is just obviously incredible, right? Not bad for a two-person team. It was only Paul and Rohan still working in the company then. Zero revenue and only 1,500 users. But it gets even crazier, right? Because just seven months later, at the end of 2020, they had over 600,000 users. Just goes to show like what viral success and sort of this multiplier effect um, happens. I I remember a, a story with Uber where, you know, obviously it was like refer a friend, right? And then you would get, you know, $10 off your next ride and they would too. So people were incentivized to recommend a friend. And obviously in this case with um, Clubhouse, obviously only on Android, uh, sorry, only on iPhone at, uh, at the moment, on iOS, but because they made it sort of, you know, friend to friend, you know, you would, you would one of my good friends shared and invited me from Singapore, actually. And then I went in and, you know, invited a few friends here. And, you know, you, it just starts this like knock on effect of people recommending and recommending. So it kind of makes it exclusive and cool. Um, And then obviously things got even crazier, right? Because by the end of January, only a month after that, 2021, they had 2 million active users and announced that they'd raised $100 million at a billion dollar valuation, meaning that the company went from basically founding from zero to a billion dollars in one year. I mean, it's, it must be a record. Uh, I think there may have been one or two companies before that that, that did that, maybe TikTok or others. And obviously, it's only, only the kind of companies that have this kind of viral success and growth um, uh, from the multiplier effect of social networks that they're tapping into that ever get this kind of crazy growth. And then obviously, yes, you guessed it, things got even crazier when people even started to auction off invites for upwards of of $100 so that they could actually join and listen into the Elon Musk talk on a new show that was created only on Clubhouse called The Good Time Show. Uh, and on, actually, on the date of filming this or recording this right now, um, Clubhouse is rumored to have, I think, six million users, uh, and you know it's probably growing a few hundred thousand every single day at the moment. Um, you know, so if you look at like January uh, it went to two million, February six and a half million. I mean, March you're probably probably going to be up in like you know eighty million. It's probably going to be multiplying crazy right now. Uh, so this thing is basically blowing up. But the question I want to ask is, you know, why do people love it? Well, basically what I know at the moment is that, you know, you can choose to be a fly on the wall and just listen in, or you can contribute to conversations uh, and talk about anything happening anywhere, anytime I've even heard of you know, clubhouse rooms that have been kept open 24-7. Uh, because once you open a room, you know, you, you just close it when you're done. And I, I don't know if there's any hourly limit or minute limit on that at the moment, at least. So I've heard, heard, heard rumors that there were some, you know, organizations in Africa and Asia that were employing people to keep rooms open just to sort of have this constant 24-7 show running. Uh, I'd be curious to know what their viewers are and their listeners are. Um, and obviously, on the flip side of that, you can also host your own sessions, um, just any any user, and the exciting part is that you never know who's actually going to turn up. Elon Musk could drop in at any time, unlikely, but but you just don't know that, actually. Um, but, you know, there, there's an element that I want to kind of hone in on a little bit, which is, you know... Odds are you've probably seen the social dilemma, right? Um, I say right, like you can respond. Um, maybe let me know. Hey, hit me up on Instagram uh, at theLunacorn or at Matsy Smith. Let me know if you've seen the social dilemma, what you thought of it. Uh, the reason I say that is, and if you haven't, it's a really good uh, documentary on Netflix, all about social media. Um, basically, how all these big tech, uh, Silicon Six companies, Google, Facebook, Twitter, uh, you know, they've designed these products to basically make it addictive, right? You know, it's, it's basically like making a, a drug uh for us for human beings it's the same thing and and obviously because it's social media and technology people don't look at it in the same way as a drug but it is it's it's absorbing our lives and obviously some people who are really affected actually it affects their lives right so so remember that point because what i'm trying to say is that you know it makes me want to ask a question is this another addictive social media app that will eventually monetize our screen time Um, I mean the founders have already promised that this will not be a platform based on likes and follows and to be quite honest with you at least for now I quite like the founders Uh, I'd never met them I have no uh, understanding of their backgrounds and what they've done apart from working at Google for Rohan and 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 Paul has been an entrepreneur and, and other things some successful exits I think you know but they seem like decent guys so so the question is you know um could they be redefining social media with this? Uh, Because they've already said, like YouTube does already, they intend to pay creators to host regular shows on their platform. And, you know, we've already seen new-themed audio-only game shows uh, emerging and gaining popularity, uh, like this rap battle in which, you know, people compete against the cast of Hamilton to actually win tickets to the Hamilton show, the the Broadway show. Uh, The question, I think, is interesting to answer and, and see if will be answered soon, is could the X Factor, or the voice be hosted on this platform that that can you imagine listening to those shows just tuning in wherever you are Uh, you don't have to watch it on tv or video on demand you just literally plug in with your headphones while you're on a walk run and you 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 can listen to people singing beautiful renditions of songs uh like the like the voice of the x factor on the platform you know and and there's the final question is that could clubhouse be the the new era of social media? That's the big question. And the, the difference here, though, uh, with Clubhouse and sort of traditional social medias and networks is that it's a productivity app. Remember that, you know, the, this was initially started for people to share thoughts and ideas. And, and you know, a lot of thought leaders and sort of influencers have taken uh, taken that and now have created rooms that are regular. I have friends, influencers uh, who are obviously brilliant at specific fields from marketing to um, gender equality, jump on this, create rooms, keep them alive, schedule things. And people are coming back, you know, for that Thursday conversation. Actually, when I'm recording this, I'm doing one tomorrow night on Thursday, the 25th of, uh, of uh, February, um, about um, male sexual health, actually. A different topic, not related to Lunicorn, but it's a topic that I quite passionately believe in. Um, and I'm going to host my first one. So, you know, I'll let you know in the next podcast how that one went. The big question is... Can it be done? Can Clubhouse beat the big blue boys uh, of Silicon Valley, the Silicon Six as they're known? Um, as expected already, Twitter is testing a product called Spaces that offers a similar audio chat function to Clubhouse. And Facebook, who is known to copy others, you probably also remember the Social Network, that movie, I think in 2010 or 11, um, depicting Mark Zuckerberg against the Winkelvoss uh, brothers and and um, his, his former co-founders. Facebook's launched ephemeral videos to compete with Snapchat, debuted Reels on Instagram to compete with TikTok. Even last year when Zoom became popular, Facebook quickly created a group video chats function called Rooms. You know, they were quick on that. They jumped on the bandwagon. And, you know, uh, rumor has it already they're building an audio chat product similar to Clubhouse. So the great race begins between Clubhouse and, and the Silicon Six. The real cliffhanger is how long will Clubhouse be able to hold off from following in the same footsteps and path as every other big social media company has in the last decade? Uh, after all, Facebook also started as an elitist invite-only product available to Stanford students. This could be a fun one to watch. Uh, I'm curious to know if you will be rooting for this billion dollar underdog, Uh, because they're still an underdog in the sense that they're going up against, you know, the big Silicon Six, multi, you know, double digit, triple digit billion dollar companies. And they're a billion dollar company, which obviously in the real world is unbelievable. But actually in the world of social media, that's, you know, they are the underdog. And, you know, I'm quite curious to see if these guys and girls will actually pull it together to re-engineer social media, to not just benefit the advertisers and themselves by, you know, gluing us to screen time, but actually trying to change it for good. I don't have the answer, and I don't know what that really is, that shape, but um, this is gonna be an interesting one to watch. Is Clubhouse a painkiller or a vitamin? I'll explain. A painkiller is something that you can't live without, right? It's something that you have to have. Vitamin is something that's nice to have, but you can live without. So that's the main thing to decide and understand if Clubhouse is a painkiller or a vitamin. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, not another social media product. I mean, I'm 30 and I'm already too old for TikTok and I'm tired of another social media product competing for my time. But the difference here, as I mentioned, is that it's a productivity app. You should be able to get value from it. And maybe that's the new era of social media or social networks where it's productivity and value driven first, as opposed to screen time and scrolling first. All right, let's talk about the obvious elephant in the room here. COVID, lockdown. If you look at their three main spikes of user growth since launch they're completely correlated with the global lockdowns. So March 2020 to to that summer period, the world was in lockdown, and that's where they had their first spike in user growth. The second spike was in the second lockdown. And now the third lockdown, which is happening right now, the early months Q1 of 2021, there are now up to 6 million plus users, right? So you can't deny the fact that their user growth is directly correlated to global pandemic lockdowns. I'm quite curious to see what's going to happen because... Will the daily active user growth on the channel decline with the fact that people can go outside and now all of a sudden enjoy their freedom? They need to create winning shows like the Good Time show that had Elon Musk on, incentivize these creators to, to continue to produce only on their channel. These winning shows will bring in audiences. And if these winning shows are exclusively aired on Clubhouse, then people will come back. And that's the art to winning content and winning channels. It's, be, it's creating a, a habit I remember when I grew up watching Top Gear on Sundays at 8 p.m. The news is always at 5 or 6. I mean, this is exactly what Spotify did when they bought Joe Rogan's podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, right? They were trying to get exclusivity so you only could watch and listen to his podcast on Spotify. I'll take the audio angle first, like the podcast element. Um, I don't think they'll compete with podcasts because, at least at the moment clubhouse is ephemeral when it's live it's live and afterwards it's not recorded so if you miss it you know you miss it right whereas podcasts are beautiful because they're listen on demand and netflix or video on demand or any of these other services uh, i don't think clubhouse necessarily competes with any of them to be honest Yes, of course, there's only 24 hours in everyone's day. So, of course, you're competing for people's screen screen times. The beautiful thing about Clubhouse is that you can also do other things while you're listening to it. It is literally like going back to the golden days of radio. Maybe this will emerge as a product for live events where it's low threshold, right? Probably for the next two years, live events will not have audiences of more than 50 people, right? So... Uh, You could do up to at least at the moment, 5,000 people in a room on Clubhouse. So I could see that Clubhouse even releasing a product in the B2B business to business space where event organizations could host uh, panel conversations, debates, and you could tune in and listen to that. Maybe it could be behind a paywall maybe the event pays for a room size that's more than 5,000 to let lots of people in to hear a conversation, right? The product is gonna launch on Android. Um, The reason the founders said that they didn't launch on Android is because it's just simply a bigger platform and they wanted to sort of have some control on the number of people downloading and things like that. To me, it really does seem that there is actually space for Clubhouse. So, you know, let's see what happens. I'm gonna follow this. If you want me to do a follow-up video in a couple of weeks or months, let me know in the comments, please.